sucked. <laughs> is, that, is that what it sounds like? Yeah! That, Do you have mean, experience you, in this area? You've never heard? You've never heard? <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you sucked a soul, or has your soul been sucked? My soul's been sucked. I've never <laughs> sucked. Not that I wouldn't be against it, it's just the opportunity hasn't come up yet. You, you, you're the su- you, Yeah, this, I can't go down this path here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go down that path. <laughs> I was like, how far can you take it? <laughs> Welcome back to episode 79. <laughs> 79, damn it. 79 of the Last Row Podcast, Mortal Pre-Combat. <laughs> if you're looking for our website, thelastrowpodcast.com, follow us on Twitter at the Last Row Pod, facebook.com slash thelastrowpod, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thanks to everybody that left us a five-star review. We're also on Podchaser. Leave us a five-star review there, too. Bad way. Been anticipating this one. Yes. We're a week late. We're Hot. a week late, but... Hot off the presses. Hey, they they didn't align with our release schedule. That's their fault. They they, they actually pushed it back even further. Yeah. So, you know, we could have done this on time yeah. here. Yeah, had they done it when they said they were going to do it, we could have done it when we wanted to do it. Anyways, Mortal Kombat 2021. Mortal Kombat! Directed by Simon McQuoid. McQuoid? McQuaid? Howdy McQuaid? McQuaid. Howdy McQuaid. An action fantasy video game <laughs> movie. IMDB 6.3 out of 10. Uh, that's a good print. It's all right. It's, it's, it's about right. 54% Metacritic. Uh, it's about right. A little low. Uh, actually, that was Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Medi- Metacritic 44%. That's too low. Too low. Too low. Too low. Too low. Hunted by the fearsome warrior Sub-Zero. MMA fighter Cole Young finds sanctuary at the temple of Lord Raiden. Training with experienced fighters Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and the rogue mercenary Kano, Cole prepares to stand with Earth's greatest champions to take on the enemies from the outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. Drew. The universe. So they're, they're upping the stakes here to the, the universe, universe now. The universe. Usually it's Earth, but I... Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know about yeah. that. They left out some key details here. Definitely. So we're doing this Mortal Kombat, the new and improved Mortal Kombat that's out in theaters now and also on HBO Max, or if you stream it illegally, which some of us do. You know, I'm not naming names. <laughs> um, I am a paid subscriber to HBO Max, so thank you very much. But, Thanks, uh, Warner yeah. Media. We're doing this movie because we we love the series. Uh, we uh, we did the first two movies uh, in our archives, Drew. Uh, two of our favorites. I, I loved them. Go back. I'll put the link in the show notes. Episode yeah. 21, Mortal Kombat. We did that one back in November of 2015. <laughs> we did Mortal Kombat Annihilation, episode 61. Again, I'll put the link. That was June 1st, 2017. Yeah. A long this time po- ago, man. Drew, this podcast in years is too old to only have 79 episodes. Yeah, <laughs> I like to think that we're exclusive, though. We are. So We are. Less is we, more. We are. Less but is more. I, I, don't, I definitely want to talk to you about how this holds up and where this fits in the Mortal Kombat universe because there's also some animated films. There's, ever since we've done the other ones, there's those web series ones, which are actually kind of pretty sweet. And, you know, there's a lot of lore to this. There's been multiple video games that came out since we've done this too. New video right. games, new, you know? New, 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 you go new. back to the old ones, we've got, you know, the originals, the the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis series but there's a yep. ton of new content out there since this came out. So Mortal so, Kombat has only expanded in the lore. So like to to be completely honest and fair with the audience, my Mortal Kombat knowledge is really 1 through 3 and the two movies. Yeah. I didn't dabble in Deadly Alliance or 
the Sub-Zero Chronicles. Mythologies. Mythologies. I rented it for a week and it was terrible. <laughs> I didn't do Mortal Kombat 4 on Super Nintendo, which is also bad. I rented it and took it back right away. And then on and on and on and on. And the series kind of like, I feel like admittedly, its fans like would say it took a dive. It did. Until, like, until it came back. It was and, MK9, uh, right? MK9, yeah. Which I'll tell you, like, I, I, I agree with you. I played... One, two, and three, and then there was what three ultimate or something where they had yeah. you know like sixty four fighters. Ultimate three was the last one I owned before. Same. I, before I like uh, seriously played through nine and ten. Me and too. I haven't played through. I haven't played through eleven yet, but I'm getting there. I do have it. The 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 new games. Well, actually, I'll start with four. So let me just say it's not even on the notes. We're way off script here already. But Mortal yeah. Kombat four. The reason why I thought that movie was or that game was bad was that they tried to introduce sort of like a three D like. arena in a way they they weren't ready they weren't ready you could turn and i remember being at the arcade and people you know mortal kombat was like put your quarter on the machine like we talk about Mm -hmm. you got to reserve your spot that game like people wanted to like it but i could tell that they didn't like it it just wasn't as good it had weapons on the ground that you could pick up but since it was 3d it was like hard to line it up yeah it's it was yeah i'm sure once if you took the time to learn it was fine but no it just, it wasn't great. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry to get us off yeah. track there. Since, since, since the, since the, the last movies that we've done, there's been a ton of lore that's been added here. Like I said, there, there's actually an animated movie out on HBO max that I want to check out like a Scorpion one. Um, but getting back to this one tagline, hashtag, hashtag we'll get to this later. Ha- hashtag we'll get to this later. So yeah. we will compare the movies. <laughs> hashtag we'll get to it later. Tagline colon get over here. Simple. I mean, it's, it's pretty and stock effective. and simple. And, uh, you know, I it goes along with like one of the things I loved about this new movie was the almost cheesy self awareness. Yes. Of some of the like fatality, get over here, you know that kind of stuff. Flawless victory. They really, they really laid it on. They weren't even trying to like seamlessly like add it into the movie. It was almost, I wouldn't say it was forced. But it was obvious that they were winking at you when they were doing these things. I liked the leaning into it, like just yeah. lean into it and own it. Yeah, it wasn't as as bad as as Mortal Kombat Annihilation, like in terms of when they were like, "Oh, feel your animality." Remember that that whole like <laughs> oh, weird geez. sexual undertone. I felt very uncomfortable. When that he was said that. really weird with yeah. those, you know, second rate like adult film actors. Yeah, uh, but it just it just wasn't right. But going back to this one, the budget for this. Obviously, it was a little bit higher than Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Sure. They had $55 million to work with, and the box office pool, so in the middle of the pandemic, listening to this in 2021, $50.1 million. So they, they basically yeah. made it back, and that doesn't After take into week, account- that, That's one week, right? Yeah, and that doesn't take into account the streaming aspect of it, right? So this yeah. is live right now. It's, it's making money. Yeah, so I mean, we the, it was released, I believe, on the 23rd. And this is we're recording this on May first, twenty twenty one. So after a week, it's already almost made its budget back. Yeah. Did you, do you think the budget was spent wisely? Like, how did you think it looked? The well, movie in general, I'll say this, and and I think the interesting thing is that I got to give credit. I, I mentioned Jeremy Johns on the show before too. He's a YouTuber that I watch a lot of times for reactions to things and and his review of the movie. And the one thing that he said, and I kind of agree with him, was it seemed like they spent the budget a little weirdly. Like they had these shots of Outworld. But it was like a drone shot of like people walking in a desert. Yeah. And then there was like a chair on like a mountain. And that was kind of it from Outworld. And yeah. then they showed some people like working with like chains on their legs, sort of like a sweat camp or something or yeah. some type of like internment camp, like like slave labor type stuff. And I just felt like 
he said this and I'll give the guy credit. You don't need to show that. Like just show it or don't show it. And they yeah. kind of half-assed it. And that was like one of the complaints that I had. It, it's a good point. When you half-ass it, it, it's like, it's almost like you have no ass. You know? Yeah. Like they, yeah. they could have showed different aspects of that or just maybe talked about it because it, it yeah. wasn't necessarily needed for what it was. So did they pretty much like blow their budget on Sub-Zero? I think so. I mean, and, and rightfully so. They, they this should. stuff looked great. Yeah. I mean, what, so like, let's dive into it. What were your expectations with this film? So you saw, when you knew this was coming out, were you excited? Like, what, how were you feeling yeah. ready I, to watch this? I mean, I was skeptical at first, just because when I heard the new Mortal Kombat was coming out, I know how we were left with Mortal Kombat um, uh, Annihilation. Yeah. Uh, so, but I also knew that anyone that's willing to take on this movie knows that going in that it needs redemption. And so, yeah, I did. And then when I saw the trailer, I mean, the trailer looked fantastic. I mean, we, but we all know that a trailer can be whatever. Right, right. Just look at me to Ian. You know, that movie was terrible. <laughs> the trailer was great. I mean, but, this was Billy Walsh. No, no Billy yeah. Walsh here directing this. Yeah, right. Right. We got a newcomer director and, um, you know, not a lot of names at all, really, in this movie, except for uh, your boy. Joe Taslam. Uh, Joe Taslam. Um, but yeah, I, I was pumped for it. Absolutely. And I know you were because we were texting back yeah. and forth like a month before this was coming out. Like, oh, my God, I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. This is the day. Mortal Kombat's coming out in a week. And then they pushed it back. And then we we're all bummed because they pushed it back. So, yeah, definitely. And the pushback also only raised yeah. the, um, expectations. The, the expectations for well, it. Well, I'll say this. You know, something that was interesting about this movie coming into it was this is one of the movies that I can say in recent memory where you didn't really see anything about it outside of, hey, they're making this. There was no pictures. There was nothing for the longest time until yeah. like a couple months before it came out. And what was it? They only released the trailer like two months ago. Yeah. Like no well, one had seen anything about it. Is this is this a, is this a post-pandemic world move though, Drew? I, I don't know, but it was because just really odd. Because we were, before, before we hit recorded, we were just talking about Zack Snyder's new zombie movie, Army of the Dead. Yeah. And that's the same scenario. I had no idea that movie existed. And all of a sudden the trailer drops uh, like two weeks ago and the movie's coming out May 14th. I'm kind of, you know, and I'm kind of all, all for that because I don't need to see a lot of things spoiled about the movie beforehand. Like, I, yeah. And I'm the kind of guy that's like, I don't want to see the trailer, but I'm going to watch it. And I'm yeah. dumb. Like, I'll do it. Yeah. I, I'll watch it. But so, I know I shouldn't. Yeah. So I guess maybe maybe trailers or like teasers or like, oh, you know, we need to see this a year in advance. Maybe that's reserved for like the biggest of big movies, like a Star Wars movie yeah. or a new Marvel or DC movie. And a lot the crowd pleasers, if you will. But maybe these uh, like Mortal Kombat, it's a big movie, but it's not like huge. Like it doesn't appeal to a wide audience and neither does a zombie movie. So maybe they are more suited for. Oh hey, isn't this trailer cool? By the way, you can watch it in two weeks. Yeah, like that's awesome. I would, I would just say it's just really odd that there was nothing like not even pictures or set pictures or hey, here's character designs. Like when yeah. stuff's coming out, the marketing aspect of it, there's like a marketing machine, right? They want to build and generate as much hype as possible. And this one, they almost generated hype by not showing anything. Yeah, and then they kept oh, yeah. talking about the rating, so they said, oh, it's going to be as close to NC seventeen as possible. And mm. and to be honest, completely honest. Yeah. I've seen way more violent films than this. Sure. Like well, I, there was some gruesome things, but it wasn't what 
I yeah, mean, I think they hype but, that a lot. But we're also desensitized to that specific level of violence because it was in the video game as far True. back as 1994. True. You know? True. I, I mean, did you, so do you think the trailer misset any expectations? Did it meet your expectations? Like, what did you expect going in and, and did it deliver? We'll talk yeah, more I, about the rating later. But I, I wasn't expecting great acting. I was expecting a good story, a good setup, and a, a possible, you know, lead into future movies, more yeah. more sequels. And I wanted to see a lot of my favorite characters um, actually not look like adult film actors in, in a parody. <laughs> what, the bad taste in your mouth <laughs> yeah. from episode 61. Can I get a good costume designer, please? Can we get this? I mean, let's spend the budget on all the costumes, please. We, we, and and, and uh, for and the most did. part, I think they did that. They yeah. did. They did. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. So I'll maybe we can dive in a little bit of the setup and, and how this movie worked because we joked about it being mortal pre-combat or pre-mortal combat. Yeah. I think a lot of people expected back in, you know, the 95 film where the movie was set around the tournament. I think, you know, going into this, no one really knew what to expect. People may have been disappointed because they thought that this movie was going to be the tournament. Mm-hmm. It didn't need to be the tournament. It didn't have to be. But I also can understand where some people have some gripes about how it, it wasn't the tournament and they, they treated it because it was basically everything but a tournament. And maybe that was the biggest thing where I was expecting something different. But the two biggest things for this movie that are very different than the other, and I again, I'm not up to speed on the lore of the current games. Like I played them, but I have not played through all the stories, so I can't fully speak on it, was this aspect of the characters having a marking and being chosen for this greater, you know, tournament power type thing. Yeah. And finding your your arcana, which mm-hmm. was also something that I believe, I could be wrong, that they invented for this movie. So right. what were your thoughts on that? And and did that bother you? Like, it seemed like people were not okay with that. I, I'm just curious, like, where did that sit with you? I, yeah, I mean, I haven't looked up a lot of people's reactions to this movie besides my own and, and yours and, and a couple of other friends of ours. But... Yeah, I was fine with that, um, the marking aspect of it. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, oh, you're, you are destined to fight in this tournament from birth, even if you don't know it until Sub-Zero's hunting you down, right? Yeah. I'm fine with that. But the whole Arcana thing, to me, it just felt like a video game, like, like a meter that is being, yeah. like, built up throughout. Like, oh, man, Cole Young's uh, Arcana meter is almost full because <laughs> he's almost dead from, from Goro, you yeah. know? Orcano's arcana meter just shot up because they yelled at him a bunch of times. And all of that was kind of, I don't know, a little unnecessary. Like, I get, like, it's kind of a lazy way of character building. Yeah, to me. sort of. It, it but, was a little cheesy to me. It, but in a movie like this where you just want to get to the meat and potatoes yeah. of, the, of the fighting, to me anyway, and I'm fine with them, you know, taking shortcuts on the story. But what about you? I, I didn't... I didn't dislike the marking thing as much, but I wasn't a huge fan of the Arcana stuff because I just thought it wasn't necessary. Like, you know, I don't need to understand how they get the superpowers. Just give them the superpowers. I don't I don't care. Uh, I mean, well, I get it. If they're trying to give, like you said, the backstory, it gives character motivations and stuff. Yeah, but it, it's, a, it's rocket ship development because I guess it is kind of cool that they are kind of normal people until they're not, until yeah. pushed, until pushed to the brink. Like, I guess that kind of makes sense, because, like, Sonya Sonya Blade, like, she can't fire pink rings (laughs) as a a human on Earth. 
Yeah. She has to get put through the ringer in, in Outworld, you know. Well, I don't even know that she was in Outworld. She was in Raiden's Temple at that or, point. Or it's whatever like, it, it was. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's I just, think Raiden's Temple has has superpowers, Drew. It, I, I don't it, know for sure. It just looked like a mud hut to me. Yeah, it was like it, some yeah, random... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I It wasn't bad. I mean, it was an interesting take on it. So, you know, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't my favorite aspect of it, but it was fine. Like I can understand yeah, no. people's gripes with it, but I yeah. also didn't hate it. Yeah. It, it, it that way. It didn't like take me away from the movie. It wasn't greatly executed, but I was like, fine, no problem. If that's I'll, how I'll you s- want to do it. Fine. I'll, I'll say this. Like it wasn't needed, but I yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. But what was needed and what we got. Yes. Some Bihan, Sub-Zero. Bihan! And some Scorpion. Yes. And I'm just going to say this, and I think you would agree with me. There wasn't enough of them in this movie. No, not enough Scorpion. Not enough Sub-Zero. I, I guess this... So, Sub-Zero, obviously, total spoiler... Please watch the movie. I mean, we, I don't think we did anything yet to spoil the movie for those uh, that haven't seen maybe it. The, but, maybe the soul suck, I guess. But, but yeah, well, I mean, well, we didn't say whose soul was sucked. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's important to know. All you know, this, all you know is a soul was sucked. And we didn't say who was sucking the soul either. Yeah, so. we, didn't, we didn't even say who was sucking the soul. Could have been anybody. <laughs> <laughs> the best soul sucker in town. Yeah. Um, it's a pro, real pro yeah. sucker. So, I mean, what the hell was I even talking about, Drew? I, you, know, get, you, you get me all going on soul sucking, and then I just lose all track of what's going on. <laughs> uh, I loved the story throughout the movie of Sub-Zero and Scorpion, even though we get it full-blown in the beginning, yeah. and then no, nothing until the very end. Of the, like the bookends. The, the, yeah, the, they're the bookends. Now, we get Sub-Zero throughout the movie, which is obviously awesome. And he did a great job. Uh, your boy, what is it, Joe? Uh, Joe Taslam. Joe, I want to call him Talisman. Tal- he is <laughs> not Talisman. a Talisman. Joe Talisman. <laughs> but, He's got magical powers Yeah. of acting. But I think he did a great job as almost like a movie monster. Yeah. You know, a, a stalker, a Jason or a Michael Myers, if you will. Yeah. Um, those scenes were great, but I wanted like maybe one more. Yeah, I There agree. wasn't enough. Give me one more. Sub Sub Zero scene, but maybe that's maybe that's great. Maybe that's them like leaving leaving them wanting more, and maybe it made them all the more effective at the end of the movie. I think? say that I love the backstory. I love the opening of the movie. I love how they set that up. I love the the lore of it too, and just the fact that you know he had these powers. Like the way that his powers worked were so cool. Yeah. The way like you know, remember in the first one in ninety five when. Basically, Sub Zero gets wasted. He just makes a bucket of ice and he swings it, yeah. and that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. And and they I mean they did some cool martial arts and stuff in the first yeah. one, but he got got pretty much right away, and he just mm. it was whatever, right? He was wasted. Right. But the fact that he was like the boogeyman of this movie, yeah. The 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 like you said, the Jason or the Michael Perfect Myers. Word. He was the boogeyman. Yeah. He, he was stalking you know people, and I loved him. He's like a, this wraith, and it was awesome. Mm. And and the way that the CG did. They definitely wisely spent their budget on that too, because the ice effects and the fact that like when he was about to show up, it just starts getting cold. Yeah. Like that is so cool to me. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. I love that and, aspect. And of like it. it starts snowing. It's like that it was a very it was a very cool atmosphere like every, time they, every time he was there. Great fight against Jax, yeah. obviously ripping Jack's arms off. 
And, and you get, know get, that yeah. he, he's got the moves too. So yeah. like the actor Joe Taslim, yeah. I mean, if you don't know him, he's been in, you know, The Raid. He's in another movie. I think it's called The Night Comes For Us, which is a really cool movie on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. it's like these these Indonesian action films. He's definitely got the moves. And, and yeah. he was great in the role, even though you didn't see his face the whole time. Like I thought he did it. He did a great job as Sub Zero. It was great casting. Yeah, and he and uh, the the actor who played Scorpion. His name's escaping me, but yeah, their their chemistry was 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 very apparent from the beginning. I I would love to see a full movie of just them going at it back yeah. back in uh, the ancient times. It, well, that's the thing that I, I think was is so you know we could talk about this throughout this whole episode here. The coolest thing about something like a Mortal Kombat. If you do it right, you could build a really cool cinematic universe. And I'm not saying that every movie needs to be a cinematic universe because I get that people are tired of that thing. But Marvel's done it so well where they have these spinoff movies. And like, would you not watch a Sub-Zero spinoff movie with him with sure. Lin Kuei and, and just yeah. basically being an assassin? Yeah. And same or, with Scorpion or even just, a, like you said, a movie of those two would be awesome. Or even now, I, I believe that there's too many TV shows nowadays. So I don't recommend having this series be a TV show, a series where you binge. But imagine a world where there's a Mortal Kombat series and each episode kind of is kind of an anthology. It's kind of like each episode is a character or two well, characters there, there was and their that. backstories. Like kind of like how, um you know, kind of like a... Oh, what's that? What's that damn show? Well, Anyways. they did that web series. Do you remember that? They they had they did. that. They did, but well, it like, wasn't maybe what you're saying. It wasn't fully fleshed out. It wasn't right. fully fleshed out. Talk, I'm talking about prestige TV, HBO, like Netflix, HBO or something, yeah. or Netflix or or Hulu, something like that. Like that would be cool to me. And then you can kind of like you can kind of like culminate it in the end with a one you know, yeah grand finale. I, I I like too how with Scorpions we didn't talk enough about Scorpion yet, but. You know, the, the rivalry between them and, and that, you know, Sub-Zero was trying, Bihan was trying to end that bloodline. And that yeah. was interesting. Yep. But the way that he got his, his spear, I liked how they did that. It was the, the gardening tool. Or I don't know if it was specifically a gardening tool, but his, his wife was using it for yep. a, a gardening. And then, and then he wound up tying it to that, the string or the, the rope and he was using yeah. it. It was pretty awesome. I, I yeah, love that great. aspect that of great. it. That whole fight and the way that his family, like the setup for that. Yeah. I was like, man, this is kind of like two different movies mm-hmm. at that point when it when it kicked over. And, you know, there's just a, a bunch of other characters in this film that some of them are hit or miss. I'll be honest. Like, yeah, Sub-Zero sure. and Scorpion are, are absolute fire. Top of, the, top of the line. And it's almost like they preloaded the beginning of it. Yeah. I didn't realize, I didn't, like, I, I didn't expect it to be kind of goofy and a little funny in ways. I thought it was going to be super serious. For 90 minutes. And I'm okay with the humor aspects of it, but sure. I guess I think where this movie goes a little off to me is the Cole Young aspect. Okay. And Tell I've heard rumors. It. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but I thought I saw some, some stuff online where they were saying, or they had alluded to that Cole Young uh, was, was almost like a studio mandate. They wanted this every man that the audience couldn't, could live through vicariously. He was sort of the the vessel that the audience was watching. The vessel, and yes. I just felt personally that it wasn't necessary. And I again, I go back to Jeremy Johns. He said it in the video that that I watched him do, and I, I thought he made a really good point. He said that there's so many characters in the Mortal Kombat lore, like 
it was just weird that they would invent a new one. Uh-huh. And I don't even blame the actor. Like, I thought the actor was good. Like, he's in other stuff. That sure. guy was fine. I just think that the character was, I mean, he's a punching, he's, the guy jokes, he's like, you're a punching bag. Like, he was getting his ass kicked mm-hmm. the whole time. And I get that that was what he needed to, to, to find his Okana or Arcana. Yeah. But I just, I don't know, I wasn't a huge fan of, of that aspect of it. It wasn't bad, but it, it just was an odd was choice kinda, to me. It was kind of blah, right? Did you like it? So I liked the idea of it. I liked the idea of a new character being almost the, I guess you would call him the main character. Yeah. Right. Or the heart of the movie. I'm okay with that. I I agree with you that I don't believe it was executed properly by the writers. I think the actor was fine. I think the writing of that character was a little blah and a little, you know, I didn't really care for him personally. I didn't care for his family. Which is, it's bad to say, but I'm sorry. Like, I didn't, like, emotionally. <laughs> You're heartless, man. Like, when Sub-Zero showed up knocking on their back door of the of the farm the farmhouse, like, I wasn't afraid for their lives. Were you kind of like, man, maybe they don't have to watch these people anymore. Then yeah, like, yeah. Get back to the fighting here. Yeah. Get this over with. Right. I, I don't know why, but I just didn't feel that way. They didn't, and, they didn't invest you in them, honestly. No, they no, they didn't. You know, they gave us the opening scene of the him. Ice cream where, scene. Yeah, where he, he loses the fight. And then the ice cream scene, all of a sudden Sub-Zero's on top of them, and then it, it's off to the races, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I was reading an article about the director. The director was sit, talking about that character, and he said that they they liked having the the license the the license to like freely create a character, give him his own moves, Fair kind enough. of like create their own new Mortal Kombat character from scratch. Fair right? enough. And I'm sure that he'll be he'll probably be in the next Mortal Kombat game, Mortal Kombat 12, whatever comes out. I'm, I I they. I assume they will, but yeah, wasn't feeling him. Wasn't feeling his, uh, what was it? His skin suit. Arcana. Arcana. Yeah. Like I don't, he had like a, it was almost like take one of those, I don't know, superhero movies and take the mask off and just put the suit on. He had like scorpion skin or something with these weird, like, I don't know. What do you call those fire poker things that you do to like poke a fire? When you're making a fireplace, uh, it's like a po- yeah, a poker, <laughs> a poker, yeah, a poker for fire. But yeah, he had that, and it's just I don't know, like his 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 rubber suit, like it accepted yeah. the energy blast or something. It was yeah, just it. It, it, it looked too, it looked too much like a superhero suit. It looked cheap. And yeah, didn't use the budget money on that. It just it just didn't. I don't know. Like they could have. I don't know. Make him a boxer or something. I don't know. It just it didn't like Balrog. Yeah, like, I don't know, it just seemed weird. I don't know, you know, it's funny, like, I wonder what you were saying before. I'm thinking back to our Street Fighter episode, episode 74, when when they were saying the stunt coordinator, he didn't know the game, and, like, you were joking about how he should have done the research. Like, I think clearly, (laughs) I'll say this, this movie definitely respected the source material, and you can tell that they, they tried to be faithful to it. I mean, we're talking about creating a new character, but it seemed like, for for the most part, they approached this with kind of the respect that I think the fans would have wanted. There's a very passionate community of fans for, yeah. for this, for this, the series, right. And the right. games and, and all the lore and stuff. And I don't know, it's just, I'm curious to see if they'll put him in, in the next game, like you said, or even in the next movie. And will he be the main character of the next movie or will they kind of put him off to the side? Cause it I, seems like there's a lot of backlash against his character. Yeah. I hope that he is not the focus of the next movie. That, that's, that's all I'll say. I, I thought, yeah. you know, to be honest, where they could have taken it was he's a descendant of Scorpion, right? Scorpion's family. They thought that, and, and for the people that, that have seen the movie, right, you'll realize that Sub-Zero's clan was trying to kill off the bloodline and they thought yeah. that they did it. 
and Raiden made away with this baby. And it was, you know, whatever, Ko Young's great, 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 whatever. Yeah, whatever. And he's still alive. And I thought they were going to go the, the route of he was going to become Scorpion. Become Scorpion. Even and like, that would have been cool. Yeah. If he, like, somehow died. Yeah. And then was re- resurrected as... Yeah, or whatever. Who knows? I'm no, that I'm no, I'm no been, writer. I'm no writer. That would have been a, a cooler angle that I that I yeah. think they could have taken. But it could have I redeemed. Mean, it could have redeemed Cole's character. And I thought that could have been could have been neat. But um, I don't know. I mean, he wasn't my favorite. But I mean, there's some other folks. So like, what do you That's, think of? Yeah. What did you think of Sonya and, and Kano? Because obviously, Kano to me and a lot of people, he 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 made this movie. I have one question about Sonya and Kano to you, Drew. Yeah. Have they have they had anger sex before? I think they definitely have. And I think that's where maybe this <laughs> the, this is where, you know, yeah, you the, know the question you know is the, who was yeah. angrier. You know the move where like two characters are just kicking each other's asses and then like they just start kissing. Yeah, they like, start like, they, they end up rolling on top of each other yeah. all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's a make out sesh. That's a move that would have happened in this movie. Yeah. I, I mean they should have they I mean it wasn't NC seventeen, but they, they could have gone down that oh, path. I think but. I think Kano would have been all for it, but would Sonya take any of that? No, no, or she, do you think she that, definitely would. Would she shut that down? She'd shut it or down. Or this right this away. iteration of Sonya anyway. Yeah, this this iteration of yeah. Sonya was was pretty yeah. tough. I mean she didn't have the marking. Yeah. He maybe, did. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Veronica Vaughn Sonya Blade from back yeah, in the they, old Mortal Kombat days. Yeah. <laughs> they would have they would have got it on, Drew. What do you think of of these two, just in general, and like maybe the chemistry between them? I liked I liked obviously you know obviously you like Kano. Everybody's gonna love Kano in this movie. He was the comic relief, and he's such the quick wits, the jokes. I think you told me that he's like an improv actor yeah, in a way. I think in and Australia, that, and, that, and that showed through that and that showed through in many scenes. But I also kind of like Sonya as well. I thought that. She was pretty she was, good. She was kind of a kick-ass character. Definitely an improvement in that area over the Sonya Blades from from the other movies. I sure. agree. She she had a better like presence about her. She yeah. seemed like more on. I don't know. She could hang with everybody, whereas yeah. the other the actresses that they picked in the past, mm-hmm. I just didn't fit in with everybody else. And I thought she was pretty good, but I I thought their bunker, her bunker, her Jax's bunker, they had like all this information, right? Yeah, They're trying to figure this all out and like. They got nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had they had no idea what was going on. She and had they detailed needed, files, and then they finally had Kano say, "Oh, you know what? I know where this place is. I'll take it." Yeah, because the GPS and they for, just for, get for three, in the plane. for three million dollars. Okay. I'll take it. Like the, how much research went on? Like the walls were littered with with like pinups and information, yeah. but like it all led to nowhere. They had no clue what was going on. So, what what do you think of the backstory for her? Because the way that they they put the backstory was that. They're ex-military. They're not working for the military right now, right? They're like in their own garage doing that research, yeah. right? That wasn't yeah. funded by the government. Yeah, that it seems like a total, um, what do you call it? It's like a operate, their own uh, yeah. operation. Their own operation, you know, out, out for themselves. Yeah, totally. Because like, who's going to believe them? Oh, you know, there's this tournament. It's coming. <laughs> or whatever. I thought Kino had, you know, definitely the best lines. He was a scene stealer every time he was in it. and And honestly, he made the movie. And- the actor was just perfect. I, I was a little disappointed that he didn't have like the cybernetic eye. And it, yeah. it was, uh, maybe they'll get that because at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, when she stabs him with a lawn gnome, mm-hmm. it, it, I'm maybe he's back in the next movie with like a cybernetic eye or something. Maybe that's setting it up. But I thought he as a character was was funny as hell. He had all these one-liners. And, you know, as you go through the movie, you know, he kind of, you almost like watching the movie through him in a way. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I liked where that was going. But do you think that 
like Sonia and Jax, when they were doing this research and they were trying to find, you know, whatever was going on about this tournament, like if they didn't find Kano, would they have ever found, <laughs> they've ever found anything? No, never. <laughs> they had all these like, like paparazzi shots of guys <laughs> and stuff, you know, Cole Young, it's like, you know, Jack shows up at the gym where he's at. Hell of a fight, man. Yeah. You know, actually wasn't. He got his ass kicked pretty yeah. bad. But he just, he just hung on. He hung on. It, it was just a weird situation where they were doing this research and they were trying to find the tournament. It didn't seem like they'd ever been successful. And no. Raiden, scumbag alert, didn't reach out to them. <laughs> yeah. Certainly didn't reach out to them. Yeah. You would think that if someone was a fan or at least of the tournament, Raiden would have known about it. Like, hey, guys, are you really interested in this? Are you guys got, good fighters? I got, got thoughts on him, man. Yeah. I got a lot of thoughts, but uh, what'd you think of Jax? Because Jax was teamed up with Sonya. Yeah, see, uh, see, uh, as with Kano and Sonya, uh, has has the enemy sex. I don't see Sonya and Jax that way. I think they're like a brother sister duo. Oh, that's a brother sister thing. Yeah, well, they're he was not. Her major, they're not right? romantically involved whatsoever. They're brother sister for sure. Yeah. I loved like them showing the arms being ripped off. It was a great fight with Sub Zero. He was totally outmatched. Made Sub Zero the ultimate villain that he would become in the movie. Yeah, gave him the you know the reputation and the all due respect. Built him up as as the total villain. It was a squash match basically, as as they say, you know. And I like that he spent a lot of the movie with no arms, and then yeah, he got the cyber arms and they were skinny on that table, real skinny arms, drew little baby <laughs> arms. Would you cute. think of his uh, Arcana? His yeah. Arcana was slightly bigger arms. Yeah. But like that was my favorite Arcana. It was my favorite buildup. <laughs> it was badass. Uh, I just thought it was so. I I thought it was it was kind of lame yeah. for Arcana. Like yeah. he had skinny robot arms, and it was funny because <laughs> like Kano was just ripping him to shreds for oh, it. And he was yeah. like teasing him, and and you know this guy's like defeated, and then he goes like ah, and his arms get bigger. <laughs> Did they give him like special metal that that was like conductive to the Arcana so well, that it yeah, got expanded? I guess like, but he had to do. He, they gave him like they went seventy five percent. He had to go the other yeah. twenty five. He had to find but the other. You're selling it short. It's not just bigger arms, Drew. He was able to do the ground pound. Like it has yeah. like special features to it besides just you know him being able to lift the more head weights. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> lift more weights. I'll say this, yeah. you know blows Mortal Kombat Annihilation out of the water and that those foam arms that that guy had. Oh, yeah. They were so bad. This actually looked pretty damn cool. And again, yeah. to the point where they spent the budget pretty well, I thought he looked pretty awesome. Yeah. What'd you think of the other guys? So throughout this movie, again, not to touch in the plot, but they it's very simple. They've got these markings and they wind up at Raiden's Temple. You know, basically they met Kano and they, they wind up at Raiden's Temple. And that's where you get introduced to Kung Lao. Kung Lao, Kung Lao, Liu Kang, Liu Kang, and scumbag of the movie Raiden. Scumbag Raiden. Raiden gets no love in these movies because you know. And honestly, I'm just going to go out and say this: like, I know this guy is like supposed to be a pretty good actor. Like, he, I have no issues with his acting. Just the way they writ, wrote the character was just. I thought he was a, a jerk. Like he wasn't. He was Danny Glover's character from Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> He's like trade the team away. I don't want yeah. these scumbags. Yeah. Like he, his character is meant to not interfere because he plays by the rules. Him and Shang Tsung are kind of on the sidelines. Don't interfere. Let's get these people to Mortal Kombat and let, let let's find out what happens. But it doesn't mean that he can't guide them, and he never yeah. really guides them. He didn't do anything. Yeah. He demeaned he, them. And yeah, and, that was and it. I, I guarantee you, he's taking credit for it, saying oh, that yeah. the, saying the demeaning is what led them to build their Arcana meter 
to maximum. <laughs> I guarantee you he takes credit for it. He he had Kung Lao and Liu Kang doing all the work. Yeah. And and it's just it, you know, he's he's a bad boss. He's yeah. a bad boss. He's a he's bad a boss. bad bad coach, bad yeah. mentor. He's like I don't know. I just didn't like him. Probably a bad father. He <laughs> he wrote Bad Father Barometer, yeah. busted out. He just I don't know. I just felt like he was in the movie, but he was He's worthless, in my opinion. Maybe this is just a a character problem. We've been through three movies, three bad iterations of Raiden. I guess the first movie, Raiden, was pretty cool. I liked him. But the acting was bad. (laughs) You mean Christopher Lambert talk like this? You know what I learned? I learned that his name isn't Christopher Lambert. It's It's not? It's Christopher Lambert. Lambert? The T is silent. (laughs) The T is silent. I never knew that. He would, too. He would make people call him Lambert. Oh my god! So hold on a second. So this is like this is like fifty episodes later, and I'm fi- and you finally correct me on his name. I didn't know either. I found out recently. <laughs> this is like seven years. I've been it, saying this wrong. It doesn't matter. Like who cares? Who is he? Who Christopher cares? Lambert. That, the, all the listeners probably think I'm some amateur here. No, I don't know the I Highlander. I guarantee you, no one else knew that either. Christopher Lambert. Who nobody nobody cares. <laughs> name one more Le- Christopher Lambert movie. I'm, I'm going Lambert. <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying a, Lambert. This is America. We're calling him Lambert. But, it, but give me, give me this actor in 1995 Mortal Kombat. Maybe yeah. he was like 15 years old. I don't know. But put that actor with that writing. I actually yeah. like the supportive, cool rating. Yeah, it's kind of hard to to like. It's hard to write this character. It probably is because what is he? He's the, thund- he's the thunder god. And he's he's the spiritual guider, and you know, he's a facilitator of of Earth to the tournament. But is he supposed to be funny? Is he supposed to be cocky? Is he supposed to be cool? I don't know what he's supposed to be. I like, you know, and then you get Mortal Kombat Annihilation where he's taking down a peg. Hugo Posh is yeah. like, cuts his hair. He's like, oh, I like my new haircut. He's wearing the like open shirt. He's was, like a mortal. That was an abomination. That was a really bad movie. Jeez. <laughs> well, let's, it's really well, bad. But but I don't know. I don't. I just didn't, I didn't really like Raiden. And, and when you go through, I really liked Kung Lao a lot, and I loved Liu Kang. Like, I yeah. thought that they were awesome, yeah. and, and I didn't get enough of them. Yeah, they were kind of on the side, and maybe that's on purpose. Maybe they're going to bring Liu Kang back for the sequel to have a, a more prominent role. Kung Lao is really cool. Cool fighting. We all die uh, young, man. Had the fly, had the flyest, you know, had, had, had the flyest. <laughs> the flyest. Had the flyest, <laughs> flawless victory. <laughs> yeah, the hubcap hat. Yeah, greatest fatality in the movie for sure. Well, maybe not. Maybe Liu Kang did. Luke, with, yeah, with with the with the with the dragon thing, dragon. that yeah, was pretty actually sweet. That, that was probably that was a very epic. He even called movie. it as a fatality. Yeah, but yeah, that that was that was that was Kung Lao's soul getting sucked, man. It's a shame. <laughs> Let me ask you, like, how do you use that hat? Is that now we're talking about this movie supposed to be kind of grounded? Yeah, he's throwing this hat around. Does he have like a tracker? Is it like a boomerang like how does this thing I don't work know, man he's so good with it it's almost like it's one with him it, it was it was cool i like the actor who played him too it, i thought he was good the hat is his arcana it, it is i guess that is his yeah. or is or is the agility his arcana like the ability to do it. so if he had a different <laughs> thing could he throw something else yeah. the body control the, bo- yeah. <laughs> the body control yeah. what do you think of um so moving on to some of the other characters What'd you think of Goro and just the CG in general? Yeah, I think I think people are really going to be um, torn on Goro, maybe more so towards the hate than the love. This is another hard one to do. It's hard to make a CG character, you know, not look immediately dated in some of these movies that don't yeah. have the Marvel budget, you know, per se. 
I liked it. I thought it was better than the first one. You don't like that crazy animatronic suit where it's no. like the guy wearing it on his head, the suit yeah. of the guy. And I wasn't, I wasn't really opposed to the original Goro. I thought he looked pretty cool. I think people are giving him a bad rap. I don't know. What do you think? I, I thought the the CG was fine. Like I thought it was fine, but I just thought that the whole fight itself was wasted yeah. because the you know, cool thing, and again, not to be like, not to be a nerd here with the with the way that the lore was. I just felt like Goro was supposed to be the prince and and like this. Remember, he was the previous champion, yeah, and I don't know that sure. they said that in here, Prince Goro. But if he's just dead now, like yeah. I just felt like it was without much fanfare, okay. and it just seemed like a waste of a cool character, yeah. even though there's other characters that they could use. Yeah, you know what? You know what my uh, dream Goro scenario is is to build him up like they built up Sub Zero. Yeah. Why don't they have him standing to the side of Shang Tsung? Yeah. You know, show him killing a bunch of randos. Make him... make Like me, the first movie. Yeah, make me fear him. And But the first movie kind of rocket shot him too. I want to like... I want him to be there in the beginning of the movie and throughout the movie. And then someone takes him down yeah. with like 20 minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want him to be built up as a legitimate threat. Not just, oh, surprise, here's Goro. Oh, he's dead in five minutes? Okay. Yeah. Make him a legitimate threat. Make him stand next to Shang Tsung, be his bodyguard, be his prince, kill randos. Give him some success. Give him a couple squash matches. Well, it's like, you know, think about a movie that's very near and dear to our hearts, Bloodsport. Yeah. Right? Yes. You've got, you've got you know, Bolo Young, the guy who's, who's, who's playing the character, he's like, just wrecking dudes the whole time. Yeah. And he's flexing his pecs. Like, I want that. Just being really cocky. Yeah. That's where they should have, I mean, I guess it wasn't the tournament, but you know, it's too late because he's not even going to be, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. He's dead. Yeah. He's dead. He died. He died. It's, it's, it's weird to me that, he's dead. that they just, they just kind of killed him without yeah. much fanfare by Cole Young. It's, not really anybody. You know, it's, it's almost like your, your boy said about half-assing the desert scene. Yeah, maybe they half-assed Goro. They wanted they to have did. a Goro. They wanted to have a Goro fight, so they threw him in there. They teleported him to Earth, and he fought the weakest character for five minutes, and he died. Right, because he, because he got distracted by his family, and then the dude filled his meter up. I mean, it was a cool fight, but they they could have they could have used Reiko there. Some of these other random characters that were there. That I get it. They wanted to have like Jax fight Reiko, but. I don't know. It was just it was just kind of weird to me that they used Goro in the way that they did. It just it was an odd choice. That's yeah. all. Like yeah. I just thought it was weird. I mean, there, there's some other characters that we can talk through here real quick. But you know, we mentioned Reiko, Natara, uh, Melina. But one of my favorites was Cabal. I thought yeah. he was really well done in that this. That was actually. a surprise to me that we had no idea Cabal was coming, and they, he did. They did him pretty well too. I liked the way they did his voice. I yeah. loved his like the moves. Yeah. I liked his look. He had like the burnt arms and stuff. Yep. I didn't. Did you? So I don't know the lore. I kind of forgot about Cabal. Was he always a bad guy, or was he? I I didn't know whether he was bad. In yeah, the, in pretty the games. sure. Pretty sure he was. Yeah, and I, uh, a very glitch bitchy type character. Yeah. Yeah, and he was glitch bitched in the movie. The too. spin and, yeah. and and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he died a spectacular death. From, yeah, he from did. Liu Kang. One of the you mentioned glitch. One of the best parts was how the movie was self-aware, and when Liu Kang did the 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 uh, what's it called the leg knockover of Kano. Oh yeah, <laughs> did it like three times in a yeah, row. Yeah, the, the leg sweep. The leg sweep. Yeah, the leg sweep. 
they were totally self-aware with what they were doing and it was actually very very funny about how that happened if you play if you play like Mortal Kombat 2 on easy mode that's like all you have to do you could do that you could (laughs) could pretty much beat the game doing like sweeps on computer yeah yeah (laughs) no but I thought I thought Rico was kind of lame you know not a fan of that character anyways very boring I liked I liked the I liked the fake out of Natara being a, a like a formidable opponent yeah. and then just getting flawless victory. I thought that was a cool swerve. And and the way that that fatality was was amazing. Yeah. And Melina's fight with Sonia was pretty good too. And Cole, like yeah. using using the teleports and all that. Like I thought she it was opened a, her mouth up. Yeah. So, like that was really neat. Had the teeth going. Yeah. I like the look. She was really good too. Yeah. She, they I like the they look. had a good look for her too. All these characters are pretty good looks. I mean, aside I think just from, in general, Cole, yeah. Aside from Cole, really. Just in general, yeah. the CG was was done pretty well. Yep. It was done pretty well. But what about so the the main the main villain of the movie, and we got to throw him through the villain scale just to see how he holds yeah, up. Let's, let's let's talk about Shang Tsung. Through Shang Tsung. So the same actor, you know this this guy is a pretty good actor too. He's in he's been in a bunch of stuff. I I most famously remember him from The Dark Knight when he's on the TV screen and Joker's oh, sure. like making fun of him. Yeah, he's a <laughs> but, well, yeah he's a squealer. I. I definitely want to get your take on this and, and maybe we'll just go through the categories. So if if you're new to the show, we have a villain scale here that we put each of the major villains through. We've got a couple categories, four of them. We've got their look and their style, their hideout and their layer, their plan, and then their henchmen. And then from each of these categories, we give a scale one to five and then we'll total them up at the end and we'll see how they, see how they, they hold up. I don't know, man. His look and his style. I just hit me with this because I have some thoughts. Yeah, well, I mean, his hair is, is kind of all <laughs> over the place, but it fits in with villain hair. It was so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock him points for having villain hair as ridiculous as it he is. He needed a ponytail though. Yeah. He needed the ponytail. Why yeah, did he not have it? Could have had a ponytail. Big he biggest it. opportunity there. I don't know. I thought his outfit was okay. The robes. Yeah, the robes were kind of cool. I, I don't know. It's middle of the pack. I'm going two point five. Two point five. Yeah. I, I, I was going to go too because he didn't have the ponytail. Mm-hmm. He had these robes that looked like, I don't know, he looked like he was going to bed. He yes, just, he but, I, but that's kind of like a flex though. It is. It's kind of a flex. You know what? I don't, I'm wearing robes because I'm, I don't, uh, because, because you're all my time. I don't care. He, you know, the one thing I'll give it to him though, he had the, like the, the black eyes. That was kind of yeah. weird. Maybe, maybe I should have given him more points, but I, I liked that aspect of him. You're not tied to it. You can change him, Drew. You can you change what? your points. I'm going two, five, two. Right. I, I'm changing it. The black, the black, the black eyes in, got the, you. in the eyes got in me, but yeah. I just felt like he overall looked very weak. He looked like a feeble character. He just didn't look very tough to me. Well, Shang, Shang Tsung is always like an unassuming character until you fight him. So, I mean, he was, a he was an immediate threat in the old movie. Right, for, that's the true. First one, so that's a little different. And honestly, the the actor from the first movie was so good, Johnny Tsunami's uncle. You know, yeah. he just was so good. Yeah, that it was hard for me to see anybody else in this role. But I just feel that just the actor itself. It just the guy was good, but he just he felt a little off to me. But yeah. what what about his hideout and his lair? I don't know. Like, I definitely have thoughts on this. So, like, remind me, what exactly is his hideout lair? Why don't you go first? So I'm definitely going, I'm going a one on this right now. Just, I'm just giving him a one because his hideout was, it was like a, a chair on like a mountain yeah. that was in Outworld that was basically part of a desert where we were saying before they just had like a drone flying over it. He didn't really have a place and he That's had a statue that. of Shao Kahn. That was it. Yeah. 
So his lair is really was was overtaken by a statue yeah. of a greater man. Yes. So Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm going one as well because it, I asked you to go first because honestly I couldn't recall an actual lair taking place. It wasn't very layer like. It's just a it, chair. It's just yeah. a chair. <laughs> right. No, no, no. You give it, it let's say that Raiden was on the on the, the scaler. He had his own like mountain hideout, which yeah. was like a temple. That's, yeah, that's pretty, pretty badass. Awesome. That's pretty awesome. You know, by by comparison, it's like a chair on a on a cliff. I mean, chair, maybe chair on a cliff. It's, it's it's like you, it doesn't get a zero because it's yeah. on a cliff. That's kind of yeah. cool, but it just wasn't very good. Like I'm sure where he sleeps at night is very badass, but they, yeah. just, didn't, they just didn't show it. I mean, he just rolled out of bed with the robes yeah. to get there. He but, probably has it. Um, he probably has an M. Bison style bourgeois. Yeah, you know. I, I think so. The next two categories is where he's going to make up some points here. Yeah, probably because his plan. How how was he trying to dominate? So his plan was a solid four or five because he's yeah. cheating. If he ain't cheating, he ain't, if he ain't cheating, that's he ain't trying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. He's trying to get people assassinated before they even show up to the tournament. And then he's going to shrug his shoulders and say, hey, sorry, Raiden. Tried to have a tournament. I guess we'll take Earth now. Yeah. We win, by, I, we win by forfeit. Dude, I'm giving him a five on this yeah. one. He He's straight up cheating and he doesn't yep. care. It does and they're not like, care. They were like, oh, well, you know, it's illegal to do this. He was like, shh. <laughs> it's like he doesn't care. And, and he like basically, you know, he had... He had Sub Zero, which gets into the next thing, but just like lurking around, killing everybody, and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, we'll just, you know what? We can't lose a tournament if they don't fight." Yeah. That's the yeah. ultimate plan. It's like such. It's so logical. It's so logical. It's the smartest plan of maybe yeah. all the plans of this of this whole podcast so far. Yeah, there's so a lot. I'm there's going a lot five. of there's a lot of villains that don't have logical plans. Kind of nonsensical. This yeah. this is as logical as it gets. We have to win this tournament. Let's cheat. <laughs> it's 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 so yeah. foolproof. Like you yeah. can't lose if if, if yeah. you don't if you don't play by the rules. Yep. What about his henchmen? Henchmen, you gotta go five because yep. obviously you have some of these characters headlined by Sub Zero. I mean, as far as a sub boss goes, Sub Zero could almost be the villain of the entire movie. He is. But unfortunately, he works for someone. Yeah. So we can't scale is he, him. Is he in debt? So they didn't say this, but let me ask you this: Like, yeah. does does Shang Tsung have his soul? And is that why he's lurking around? You know, I, I I hate to be a fraud to the Mortal Kombat universe, but I believe so. But I could be dead wrong. I don't that. know. They never said I, it in the movie, yeah. and I don't know how they set it up. So like, I, let's I go be, by movie I, rules. I could, yeah, I could be dead wrong on that. Like, he he clearly was not alive. He's like a wraith. Yeah. And he's lurking around. But my my question kept, I kept coming back to him. Like, is he is he controlling his soul? Because he, he sucked his soul? Like, I didn't know whether he got it already, but he was controlling him basically. And, Hands down, five out of five. Yeah, because five out of five. No, and that's just let alone Sub Zero. I mean, you got Cabal, you got Melina, you got Goro. He had a great team. Yeah, you got a great team. Honestly, there's no way that the Earth team was winning, even in that tournament, because they the Arcana's aside, like all those guys. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like in a, in a tournament, like without them getting angry to maybe fight back against them. Yep. And maybe that logically doesn't make any sense. I just feel that they personally wouldn't have lost had they actually played by the rules and went to the tournament. They were true. so powerful. It's true. Yeah. They invited the people to find their arcanas. They shouldn't have cheated because yeah. if they, if they, they cheated, yeah. they should have surprised them. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely am going five out of five for henchmen. Sub-Zero best henchman of the whole podcast so far of, of all of these that we've done. Hands down, one of the the, the most, most badass characters. Most likely, yes. So what do we got for a total? 13.5 for me. And you've got 9, 10. you got 12.5. So not bad. Not bad. Not bad. We, we've had worse. We've had worse. Not bad. 
you know, I think I think where he loses it is his look and his style and his hideout and his layer. And he just he just he could have been better. Now, you know, you give me a guy like a Quan Chi here or something, or maybe <laughs> maybe like a like a Chinook or yeah. one of these guys, you know, maybe they'd be a lot better. Dude, Quan maybe Chi. Baraka. I need some Quan Chi in my life, Drew. <laughs> I know, right? I I guess like I don't know. Knowing the way that this movie ends, it ends with them kind of setting up a sequel. What do you want out of a sequel? Well, I guess first and foremost, I do want the tournament. Like the tournament wasn't necessary for this movie, and I accept it as as a um, you know as a precursor, as as the pre combat, as you as you will. Mortal pre combat. Mortal, mortal pre combat. Pre workout. But I do think at some point we're going to have to have a tournament, and I want a blood sport style tournament. Yeah. I want something where we have, all right, these are the characters on this side. Cause it's always kind of vague. Yeah. I want, it's these guys versus these guys. I want to have the rules laid out. I want to have everybody standing there pre tournament saying, these are the rules of mortal Kombat. I want all this. I want it to be official. Cause I feel like we never get that. Yeah. Would you want the bracket on the wall? Like the all Valley? Yeah, That's what it, you want? Can you have a bracket though? Because what if like all like the good guys end up winning? Do they have to fight each other? Like I don't when understand I, how tournaments that and that it is works. to the death. I guess so. Yeah. It's like there's no like losers bracket. They're just dead. You're yeah. a loser. You die. Or if like know? if like say you start with six humans, and then three are left over versus one on the other side. Say it's sub zero. Yeah. Do, are, are there three fights? Is it three it's on true. one? Like does sub zero have to beat all three of them to win the tournament? You know what I mean? I don't know how Sub Zero is losing this tournament with the powers that he has. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, unless I don't you know. Have a, unless you have a cheat code like Scorpion, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know how anybody's beating the ice powers. Like, I just don't know how they're going to do it. I yeah. mean, I definitely, I definitely want the tournament, and I think or is, it has to be. Is that too formal for this format? I don't think so. I mean, I, I like it in the first movie, right? Ninety five. They uh-huh. sort of had this loose tournament where there was just yeah. kind of fights that it happened. Was, it was very loose. I didn't know what was going on. Like, I <laughs> knew, but I had no clue who was fighting You know who. what that movie is? That movie was sort of like an all-inclusive resort where you're just kind yeah. of like hanging out. You want to go yeah. play volleyball? You go yeah. play volleyball. They, there's a volleyball match over here. Oh, cool. You're just going to go on the windsurfing uh, yeah. over well, they here. Took a, like, they, they took a cruise to it. They took a it's boat. Very ca- they took <laughs> very a boat casual. To, they took a boat to Outworld. <laughs> it's like, it's just a little weird, yeah. but I definitely think they want the tournament. I read somewhere, I think we said at the beginning, the, the writer was predicting a pre-tournament movie a tournament yeah. movie and then a post tournament movie and that's sort of the yeah. the sequel and and the movie sets up with the movie ends with them saying they're going to Hollywood they're going to get Johnny yeah. Cage so so what do you think of that yeah so that I was going to ask you what do you want from a sequel and like what what characters do you want to see I definitely want to see Johnny Cage and have you to. can't have, have this to. movie without Johnny Cage and there I know a, the there was a poster on a, yeah. the MMA locker room wall of one of his movies so it definitely was was an easter egg teaser there I know that that you know, the Miz wants to be wants to be Johnny Cage here. Yeah, he already he already uh, went out and said that he, he's gutted for it. I just he, don't. I don't know. He doesn't I, have the I body don't think for it's. He doesn't. And have even the physique if he did, it. I don't know. I just don't think. I think they they need somebody with with more star power. Like he's good. I think he's good. But I, I don't know. I don't know who I need. And I know Ryan Reynolds. Everybody wants him. Yeah, but I think no. he's almost like too goofy. Yeah. If that makes sense, even Deadpool. though it's being unfair. But I definitely want to see him. But Deadpool I want to, quips like Johnny Cage, though. He does. He does. But he's almost like, I don't know. I like I like him. I'd, I'd rather have him than it's The Miz, too soft. I guess. Too soft. It, 
You just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a huge fan. Don't you, don't you need somebody who already knows karate though, or or, I, or martial arts? But I think you could teach a him. No right? That's the whole point for this thing, right? Can like, you? But didn't they like teach? They Can taught you? Keanu Reeves for the yeah. Matrix. Like they didn't just plug his head in and he downloaded yeah, the code. Yeah, but he was doing remedial moves, and a lot of that was gunfights. He, he wasn't doing a ton of martial arts. What are you talking about? What that dojo combat. scene, man? What are you yeah. watching? But I, they probably filmed that in slow motion. <laughs> I don't want to take away from Keanu. I know he worked hard. Get, I saw I saw the the behind the scenes. Of you him watched training. John Wick here? Have you watched this? Yeah, I've seen the I've seen the behind the scenes of John Wick. Like I saw they him get, training in the dojo. I've seen it. They could teach him moves. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe they could get guys from the raid movies. I guess I but don't know. Also, Keanu Reeves is a psychopath. Drew is That's Ryan true. Reynolds gonna do this? I don't is know. Is the Miz gonna do this? No. That's why they you can't know. do that. And and can they, the real question is can either of them do a split? Obviously well, the answer is yeah. get John Claude Van Damme for this, so, even though he's yeah. like it's Hollywood. Maybe he's a washed yeah. up actor. If you want these people to have realistic fight scenes, if you want it to be a prestigious fighting movie, sometimes you gotta have the guys who are fighters first and girls who are fighters first and actors second. Yeah. That's why a lot of these movies have a lot of wooden performances. it's it's a good point. I, I want to see I want to see a couple of things. I want to see Sub Zero come back as 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 Noob Sabit. Yeah, I want to see that. Yep. I definitely want to see that. And I think I saw that Joe Taslam signed on for like four movies. If they make more, he has like a yeah, four perfect. movie contract or something. Perfect. So he'll definitely be back. Yeah. But what I really want to see is Shao Kahn. I, I we saw like a yeah. CG statue of him. I, what? Who would you want to play him? Can he's, you get anybody to play him? He's tough just because he's so large, right? There's not a lot of large people who can also act. If we're going to have a, a big name, again, I'm assuming they're going to have a no-name or a very low-name actor. I mean, we can't more, just put The Rock in yeah, it again. He's more of a body guy. Yeah, you can't have The Rock. You, you got to have a body guy. He's got to have a body. Like, we're talking Batista. We're talking Jason Momoa. But, but like, they're too good, like, too, like, good of guys. Like, I can't see them yeah, as they're both. Con. They're both good guys as, you know, as a whole. It's hard to see Jason Momoa playing a villain. You know? It's tough. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I Maybe they can't really do it. Maybe they have to go like when we did Zack Snyder's Justice League. Maybe they have to go like a dark side where it's more of a CG kind of guy or something. Yeah. Because otherwise you wind up with that weird looking porno actor from Mortal Kombat yeah. Annihilation where yeah. it just doesn't work. I mean, he's he's supposed to be like seven plus feet tall. Like he's supposed to yeah. be a huge guy towering over people. I know you could like do cameras and like make effects and stuff like that to have a real actor tower over people. But I don't know. There isn't anybody. I don't see too many people out in Hollywood that can pull it off. So I think it's going to be a no name. I know. I know. This is an aside here, but I know you and I played back when we used to live in in our apartment together. We played the it was MK9, and MK9. I remember playing when we got to Shao Kahn. It was just absolutely infuriating. Oh yeah, it was so and cheap. it was it was the cheapest shit ever. <laughs> it was yeah, ridiculous. So it was it, so ridiculous. I think we figured out there was like this one. There's, there's this one glitch bitch move that Luke yeah. does that was it was it the was it the high punch low it punch was fire? The high punch low it was punch. like it was like doing a combination of high punch low punch. That's fires, what it was. And he had to glitch bitch him to kill him because he had yeah. the hammer and, the, and yeah. he just kept getting yep. us and it was so frustrating. Yep. It was absolutely infuriating. So you got to stand all the way across the screen and, and just pepper yeah. projectiles at him. Was there, is there anybody else you'd want to see in a sequel? They sort of touched on Reptile in this one, but it wasn't well done. It was so, just like a random like lizard guy. So a couple of my favorite characters from at least one through three that I'm more familiar with. I love my my guy in two was Baraka. Yeah. So 
I don't know if you arms. could realistically do him justice. He was kind of cool in in, uh, in Annihilation, but he didn't get a lot of love. I don't yeah. know if, if you can, like, give him any kind of total backstory to, like, more, more than just a goon. I think he's always going to be a hired goon. <laughs> he's sort of like the, the hired goon. Yeah, yeah. but that's, I'd that's like to good. see that. Just let, me, let, let him fight somebody. I'm fine yeah, with that. Yeah, just put him in. Also, I love Cyrax Sector. Yeah, the robots Big fans are awesome. of those guys. In three, those are my guys. More Sector than Cyrax. Me too. I want to see those guys as well. I would love to see the robots. Again, they were kind of lame in, in Annihilation. Yeah, they so were that really was, lame. Was not impressed. Was not impressed. <laughs> I what think about, they, need, they need redemption. What about Mataro not played by Malibu from American <laughs> Gladiators? <Yeah. laughs> Mataro's kind of hard to pull off because I think he's kind of lame to begin with, like even it's, in the video game. It's hard to make, honestly, yeah. I gotta say this, it's hard to make a centaur look not sexual and yeah, weird. it's hard. Because it's just it's weird. Be, it's, it's because the sex lines. That That's, lead it, that lead yeah. it to the horse, the horse bottom. <laughs> even though the, even though not to get TMI here, even though the parts are not there, it's just you know it's, in, it's another part there. But right, right, it's, it's weird. It's You're like, right. It's it's like he's naked. You see the lines, and then like it's animal bottom. So yeah. it's like it's it's alluding to something that isn't there. But he's totally <laughs> naked. So if let me ask you this: if he wore pants. If, <laughs> if, if you, had, if you had to put pants, horse pants? on him, horse pants. Yeah. If you had to put, if you had to put pants on him, yeah, would they be on the like? Are they on the front? Or are they like like on all? Is it like you know what I'm saying? Like, is it on the top and just down on the bottom, or does it go across like underneath him? Uh, like, how do it, the pants it, go? It would it would still be like to where his pelvis is half showing. Yeah, for sure. It's just a weird thing to think you about. You would still you would still button him. You know, at the same <laughs> spot. Just, isn't it weird to think about Mataro wearing pants? Yeah. I mean, it it's is. just a weird thing, but because maybe he puts, should have them. Because who puts pants on horses, Drew? I mean, you know, it's just, centaurs are just weird, aren't they? It's yeah, just a weird thing to it's me. It's a weird, a weird sexual creature. I don't know. I, I think, you know, definitely Quan Chi and, and, and Chinook would be an interesting interesting aspect and, of this. And those I don't guys know what they're going to go with. Those guys can be played by anybody because they're not as martial arts heavy. Yeah. The reason I only argue with the Johnny Cage thing about being martial arts is because that's his character. He's a martial arts it expert. That's true. It's He's true. Van Damme. He is Van Damme. I mean, they, isn't that true? They based the character off of Van Damme, yeah. didn't they? Like yeah. with the, the split and all that stuff. I mean, and like he's he's always has a chip on his shoulder because people don't think he can really fight. They think he's a pretty boy actor, but he actually yeah. does know his shit. I asked this in the beginning. Would you like to see a Mortal Kombat cinematic universe where they had a bunch of spinoffs? Would you do, would you be down with that or is it too much? It might be too much. You know, I'm fine with it being a trilogy and then leaving it alone for a while and maybe resurrecting it again later if they want to. I think to. the reason why I would like it, and I'll say this, is because they could do more justice to characters and there isn't a pressure to put as many of them as possible in one movie. So you and just I want a think, sub-zero, you want a sub-zero yeah. movie? Yeah, and, and I'm not movie. saying that we need a Baraka solo movie or a Reptile yeah. solo movie. I think you need maybe a, a Scorpion sub-zero movie where it focuses just on them because it's the best part. Yeah. I'm not saying you need, you know, like a a, 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 a Motaro movie or a Johnny Cage. Maybe you could do a Johnny Cage Johnny, movie. You, you, that would be one. interesting. But I that goes back to the beginning where I said I'd rather it be a series. If they're going to do it, yeah, if they're going to do enough. that, if they're going to do a cinematic universe, I'd rather it be a prestige series, not... On some crappy, not like a crappy Fox Fair thing, enough. but actual put money into it, HBO, Netflix, Hulu, you know, the big boys. So maybe let's ask this before we wrap up here. What did you think of it just in general? You, you know, we talked about your expectations in the beginning. Did it meet them? Did it not meet them? 
I'm very curious about where you where you think this movie lies, like maybe from a rating standpoint and how it ranks against the first one, the second one. We'll leave all those web series and everything out. Just talk about the movies, not the animated ones. Mortal Kombat 1, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and then Mortal Kombat 2021. Like where do you where do you put this? It's tough because there's an obvious 3 and that's Annihilation. So I think these two movies are are kind of similar in tone. The first one and 2021. I'm gonna go 2021 as as first ahead of ahead of MK1. Mm-hmm. Just just because I feel like the CG was better and it was a little more serious yeah. and grounded. And I thought that the acting was better. Just overall, yeah. just a little bit better. The coat of paint was a lot fresher. I I really liked this movie because of, you know. My boy Joe Taslin playing Sub Zero. I love the aspect of Sub Zero, and I like the way that they did the Sub Zero Scorpion. They just didn't give me enough of it, and I think that was the thing that maybe left me with a a sense of wanting more. Uh, however, I did really enjoy the movie, but I think watching this made me realize how different it was from the first one. And actually, and this isn't a knock against this one, but it made me realize that the first one actually is a good movie. It's, yeah, it's, it's a 1995 movie, and I get like, but when you look at it as an adaptation of a video game, they actually did it pretty much justice, and there was some yeah. good fighting, and the way that they were true to the characters is pretty good. Honestly, it's really hard for me to rank these. I agree with you. Annihilation is obviously the number three. I'm having a damn hard time figuring out which one, and, and it's kind of a cop-out, but I like them both for different reasons. Right. And And maybe the first one is... It's just like my number one out of the nostalgia factor of it. But I did really like this and I'm excited to see where it goes. It definitely had its problems. Like I'm not going to say it was a perfect movie, but I don't think it was necessarily like the director's fault or anything. I think it was sort of the writing and and some of that aspects of it. But I did really like it. Yeah, it's a classic 6.5 to 7 out of 10. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. And I'm I'm definitely excited to watch the next one. I've read rumors that they're, they're... on point to make another one and and Warner Brothers really liked it and they're they're ready to kind of green light it. So I'll be really excited to see what the next one has in store. And I'm very curious to see what they decide to do with Cole Young and yeah. whether they're gonna make him the forefront or they kind of push him off to the side a little bit. What if they killed him the first five minutes? They, I mean they great. could. That would be great. I don't think a lot of fans that watch the movie really like the character. I, I thought yeah. the actor was good. I thought the guy was good. But they could have gone more like a Johnny Cage style MMA guy, in my opinion, versus like yeah. this weird rubber suit looking weird yeah. fire Punching poker bag. thing. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just didn't really like him very much. But um, I'm curious what everyone else thought of this movie. Did you watch it? What did you think? Did you like it? Where does it hold up against all the other films? Send us an email, the last row podcast at gmail.com. Visit our website. There's a contact form, lastrowpodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter at the last row pod. Tweet us. Let us know. Did you like this movie? It's it's definitely getting mixed reviews. Um, hit check out our yeah. Facebook page, facebook.com slash last row pod, and um, send us a message on Instagram or, or leave us some comments on there. And um, definitely curious to hear what what people think. And we'll be back in uh, in, in two weeks here on Thursday, May twentieth, with a with a new episode for you guys. See ya. See ya. Remember when you were telling me about the adult film version of the second movie? Yes. And. Jacks and the arms. <laughs> like, yeah. this guy, I mean, he really needs his arcana to star in that movie. Because yeah. the, the first set of those arms is not going to be. Not, not going to be cut. Done. It's not going to cut it here. Not to get the job.
job. You know, that's not going to cut it. You know, I could definitely think of a few different things with, you know, this, this Shang Tsung, and there's, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of soul sucking to be had. You know, it's, I think that the adult film industry has really dropped the ball here. They, they really, you know, they really have uh, an opportunity to, to go somewhere. A high budget pirate's level. That's what. <laughs> that's what I mean. There's there's so much opportunity.